The Gospel Shaped Home Podcast is a family discipleship resource from Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina that aims to equip you and your family to be on mission with God to the end of the street and the ends of the earth. Welcome back to another episode of Gospel Shaped Home. I'm Andy Owens, pastor of Family Discipleship. And once again, I'm joined by my brother, Dave Owen. Dave, welcome back. Hey, Andy. Great to be with you. Thankful for you, man. So today, if you are struggling, if you are burdened, if you are overwhelmed, exhausted, or discouraged as a parent, and we all are at times, this chapter is full of good news for you. We're at chapter 13 of Paul Tripp's book, Parenting, and it's titled Rest. He says, it's only rest in God's presence and grace that will make you a joyful and patient parent. Now, Dave, how in the world can we rest as parents? Because parenting is a taxing and tiring endeavor. Yeah, I have no idea because <laughs> I'm exhausted. Yeah, it's a great chapter. I love, it. it's a reminder. I think um, it's one of those chapters where if we took a test and had to answer the questions, we might get it right in theory through that. But in practice, day in and day out, I think so many, I've, I've experienced it myself personally, my, my wife has, uh, many of our friends of just a total exhaustion in parenting. You feel like you got to throw your hands up. Yep. I just can't do it yep. anymore. And yeah. so especially, and, and it's been different stages. I remember my wife had a great wisdom. She said when the kids were young, we, so we were in, for nine years, we were in diapers. Okay. okay. Not me and Julie, but yeah. the, the kids. Right? <laughs> because the last one, I, when, when on the fourth, you don't, we didn't potty train. We just said, watch your, watch your sisters, right? <laughs> just, we're not going to mess with it. So if you want to stay in a diaper for three years, that's fine. We were just toast. Lots of lattes and espressos. And so it, it was interesting that we thought those days were really long and we were physically exhausted. And as they got to be teenagers and could put sentences together and talk <laughs> back to us, right? We were like, oh my goodness. It was like an emotional and spiritual and mental exhaustion. Sure. You know, it's taxing and, 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 and so way. we've experienced both of those. And it was really interesting and you're completely uh, out of that, right? No, we are full on, <laughs> That's brother. Right. We are full on. But it's been fun to, to read chapters like this and be reminded of, of gospel truths that our, our rest, um, I think as you rest in Christ, resources come to parent and be fully engaged in those conversations mm-hmm. that you've got to have with yeah. your kids to help shape. That's right. I think it's important from the beginning to say what, when we talk about rest as parents and we're talking about resting in God's presence, God's grace, we don't do certain things as parents to feel a sense of rest. Like at the end of the day, like, okay, I did X, Y, and Z in this order and this way so I can feel good about myself and feel at rest. We start from rest Mm. because Jesus gives it freely by his grace. Mm. We rest in his work, his cross, his resurrection. The Father's love for us and from a place of rest Mm. and acceptance with him, we move out towards need and we pour ourselves out Mm. with an energy that doesn't come from us, right? right. So this is a divine and supernatural rest that leads to uh, an ability to work that's beyond us. Mm -hmm. So he starts talking about, we sometimes wish that the Bible was a topical guide to everything. We could just like open to the right tab and say, oh, here's the parenting section. You know, there are some parenting passages, quote unquote, but Paul Tripp's point is the whole Bible, in as much as it tells us about God, about ourselves, about our need for redemption, about Christ's provision, about the wisdom from above by which we live, then all of the Bible is relevant for all of life, including parenting. And so he actually says the most important parenting passage 
in the Bible is Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Dave, you want to read that? So good. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Amen and amen. My heart just sings when I hear Paul Tripp say this is the most important parenting passage in the Bible. But there's really kind of two reasons that he's two kind of main points of his his argument here. The first is that as parents, our primary task, our core mission is to raise our children to be disciples of Jesus, to point them to, call them to, invite them to willingly and joyfully live as disciples of Jesus. Yes, Um, absolutely. Tremendous. And part of disciple making per that passage is teaching them to obey all that Jesus has commanded. And so I was, I remember back to before I was born again, before I came to true and saving faith, I was calling myself a Christian for several years, Mm -hmm. but I really was into resume building. Like I thought I was a good student. I was a good athlete and church and Christianity was like another thing to put on my resume to show people how kind of great I was. It was really my mindset deep down, but it felt like an important part of my life. And I'm afraid that a lot of parents can unwittingly tend to think that way. And when we say calling our kids to be disciples of Jesus, we mean teaching them day in and day out to live all of life centered on God and his glory, right? He has a plan for everything relating to their life, their thoughts, their desires, their choices, their words, their decisions, their relationships, their bodies, their money, their worship, their time, everything, all of life in obedience to every word that comes from the mouth of God. So how does that call play itself out in the home days? Well, I think you take this this great commission and it's a it's a center piece of raising the kids. And so it's it's not just a thing that you do. And I think for a lot of parents, they're praying genuinely for their kids to know Jesus. Yeah. But I, I think they compartmentalize it. They say, okay, men at, at age seven, they finally prayed a prayer and got baptized. And then it's just life. And I think that the essence of the text, right, is is make disciples. It's to introduce them to Jesus and then to grow them up. And the growing up part of that is showing them how Christ is the center of everything, like their social media habits, their athletic endeavors. I mean, I've I've had the opportunity to to mentor some athletes and and they're always like, you know, how how do I do this as a Christian? How do I compete? And I'm like, well, he says in 1 Corinthians 10 31, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink. And I think he says, whether you eat or drink, he goes to the most, most basic, essential, basic. common denominator. All yeah. the world is doing this. You do it for the glory of God. Amen. Right. And so I think from schoolwork to friendships, all of these things that teaching them to observe is showing that how do we do that with a Christ-centered focus? I love the the part of, of you know, most people say the sun rises in the east, sets in the west. Well, that's actually not true. Uh, the sun is stable. <laughs> it's the center of the universe. We, we are moving, yeah. right? The sun's not. And, and, I, and I think because of the centrality of the sun, S-U-N, all the planets, they orbit correctly. And I think when the S-O-N is at the center of all of these things that we're trying to teach our kids, their planets, hobbies, friendships, whatever it is, they function properly. They orbit around the sun. Yeah, that's great. That's a good analogy. And really, this is kind of what I've been trying to say for the past 
15, 16 months, however long I've been on staff, is that parenting is primarily disciple-making for the follower of Jesus. We are seeking to introduce our kids to the Savior. But the Great Commission is more than just instructions. It also comes with promise. There's these two promises on either end of it. How does Jesus' declaration that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him, how does that give us hope as parents? Man, it gives me so much hope because I feel so, so inadequate in parenting sometimes. And I think because in in my parenting, like I'm not just trying to disciple my kids to follow Jesus. I'm following Jesus. (laughs) I need to follow Jesus and have the son of God who has conquered death, absorbed the wrath and been resurrected. When you come back from the dead, you can say all authority has been given to me. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to lean into him in my parenting, not just as a pastor, not as a, as a work in the city. No, in my parenting. I'm going to lean into him and and have his power working within me to parent. And it's so comforting in that when we feel confused, we can rest. He's not confused. When we feel overwhelmed or perplexed, he's not. Like when we've lost authority and lost control, he's in perfect control. And he's on his throne like he always has been. So, and the other promise is that he's with us always to the end of the age. We're never alone in our parenting. How does this, how does this buoy us up, brother? It comforts, right? Matthew starts his gospel with Emmanuel, God with us. And he ends with, I am with you. Man, um, when you feel inadequate in parenting, to know that God is with us by his spirit, with his presence, it is so, so comforting. And so parents take hope when you, when you are walking in the spirit and leaning into Jesus, he's, he's with you. He's helping you. He's strengthening you. He's resourcing you. Tremendous. And he, so what he does is he walks through several implications at the last part of the chapter of, okay, if this great commission is true and it is, then what does it mean for our parenting really practically nitty gritty? And the first one is you're not going to be punished for your failure. We all mess up. We all blow it. And the gospel brings us such comfort and hope that his blood covers every failure. We don't need to be paralyzed by our guilt. That's right. Absolutely. Second one, you're welcomed by grace to new beginnings. What's he getting at there? Every day, new mercies. New mercies come every day. Such and, freedom. And, and so don't don't reflect on the on the past. Repent, confess, and then run uh, forward, not backwards. Forgetting the things that lie behind. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So third one, you are not left to your limited resources. This one, it's kind of obvious. We kind of talked about at the beginning when we feel at the end of ourselves, he's in perfect control and he's able to, he's with us and he's strong. He's mighty to help us. Right. And he, I think when you run in your own strength, you're exhausted, but when you run, you're still running, but you're running from a place of his strength. You're not exhausted. Yeah. Next, God blesses you with the right here, right now, wisdom of his word. Mm. What's he getting at? We could spend a whole podcast on this, but yeah. it's, it's the story of redemption, of his story, of uh, his word reminding us of, of the, the meta-narrative of, of the scripture, uh, that there was creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. And, and um, when we lean into the story that he's writing, it gives us wisdom to know God is using our parenting as a, as a part of a greater story. Connecting our stories, our kids' stories to his big story. He says it's about raising children who live with a God story mentality. Mm. It's teaching them to think in a way that is distinctly 
biblical. That's right at the center of what he's called us to do. And and so the key here, this is one of the things that you're going to hear over and over and over at Providence. And I'm so thankful for us. One of the reasons I love this church is that we need to take time to soak in his word every day. We're a Bible church. We're centered on God's word. And that's what he's saying here is, look, you can't be the parent God's calling you to be if you don't let his word soak in your heart and your mind. One word real quick to the parents who whose kids are maybe older that have a phone. We've created a, a family group text. And, uh-huh. and so we are sending every day script, scripture. It's so fun. That's good. All right, next. You do not have to load the burden of your children's welfare on your shoulders every morning. Praise and, God. <laughs> this is a, the, probably the shortest one. It's just that uh, you can't bear it. Nope. He can, and he is happy to do it. That's right. That's how he gets glory. Is uh, We're weak. He's strong. We say, God, help me. And yes. he gets all the praise. Yep. No argument yeah. there. <laughs> uh, next one. God will never close his ears to your cries for help. Mm. Does God ever get tired of us saying, mm. Lord, I, I need you again. Yeah. Uh, help me again. I get tired of asking <laughs> for help, <laughs> but no, I'm so glad he doesn't. Yeah. He says, First hum- Peter 5, humble yourselves by casting all your cares on him because he cares for you, right? Mm, yes. God knows it's hard and he welcomes our cries for help. He, uh, he actually delights in us. He does. Trusting him and relying on him. Gracious God. And so that's connected to the next one. Weakness is not a curse. It's a blessing. Now that one is so counterintuitive. Explain, brother. I think what it does is it, it drives you to him as, a, as opposed to running from him. I, I love what he he says that there's God will expose your weakness so that you will run to him. Find his help in your time of need and grow in your street level confidence in his presence, power, and provision. Yeah. And ultimately, he's summing it up in 2 Corinthians 12. Uh, now, nah, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Yeah. So good. And if you put your ear outward to the world and our culture, you're going to hear you're worth it. You can do it like a message of self-esteem and building up confidence in self. But if we listen to the scriptures, God mercifully strips that away, right? That's right. And it's mercy that he exposes our weakness because then we're in a place where we can and will trust his strength. And so he says, it's not your weaknesses that you should fear, but your delusions of strength Mm. because they keep us from trusting him. That's right. And the last one, success is about faithfulness, not results. Mm. What's he mean? I think in a performance-driven, result-driven culture, we... We take that and apply that even to our parenting. And, and we want and desire this result in, in what they look like, how they act. You know, I love what he says. It really is true that good, godly, transformative parenting grows best in the soil of a heart at rest. He's asking these questions. Hey, listen, are you in that place? Uh, are you not? And so faithfulness, I think, is practicing these things and leaving the results to God. In trusting God with your kids. When we brought our kids home from the hospital, every one of them, the first thing we did, we walked in our bedroom, we laid our child on the bed, we got on our knees, and we said, this child is yours. Amen. You've entrusted us to love and care, but we're going we're gonna to fail. We're gonna, we're gonna, we want to be faithful, though, to try to honor you and serve you, but he's yours. We want to steward this gift from you. Amen. Amen. And so, and I would encourage just closing, Andy, that rest. I oftentimes thought I would, I need to go home at night and my home is my a refuge of rest or a certain 
place. And I think ultimately Jesus is the place of rest. And, uh, and don't confuse those with any other thing on the planet. <laughs> Amen. To, to continue to start your day in your day, in your parenting especially, because it will tax you and it will cause you to, to turn and in your own strength. And it, it's only going to get more tiresome. I think in a sense, that's part of why God designed parenting the way he did is so that we would come to the end of ourselves and seek his strength. Amen. So, amen. Thanks, brother, for okay. joining. And thank you, our listeners, for joining. We hope this has been an encouragement to you and that uh, you will hear Jesus calling you to come and to find rest for your soul in him. Amen. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Shaped Home Podcast, produced by Providence Baptist Church of Raleigh, North Carolina. For more information and resources from Providence, visit us online at pray.org. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts.